Baseball is back. Rejoice and be glad no matter what opinion you may have or what side you may be on. Nonetheless, we have baseball as it has returned to our lives. I tried to give up baseball for Lent, but maybe because <laughs> maybe because it was something I actually could successfully give up. But I'm not successful in that either, as baseball has returned. Baseball is back. And that's what we're going to talk about here on this edition of Mic'd Up on Pittsburgh Sports Live and Pittsburgh Baseball Now, as well as throughout the Sports Now family of networks. Baseball is back. What that means, some changes, some, some new parts of baseball, some new rules, some new implementations that maybe some fans will like, maybe they will not. And how that will impact the Pittsburgh Pirates right now because there are some franchises that now need to start getting to work, and that also certainly includes the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'm Mike Ostie, as always, and that is Mike Bacobacan. And, Mike, baseball is back. That's obviously a positive. It didn't end up being this incredible change that many were calling for. It didn't end up being what happened with hockey 15 years ago that allowed the Penguins to eventually – become a dynasty because that really was part of that that didn't all happen but we do see the universal dh now the national league does adopt the dh we do see more teams in the postseason we do see some minor tweaks that i i personally certainly the universal dh i think is a positive but what are your thoughts on baseball being back how we got here how bitter the back and forth was and how it for a while even last week seemed like we weren't going to get baseball for a while the fact that they're still able to get 162 game season squeezed in there if that's the right call or maybe they should have just reduced the the schedule at least for this year and any of the changes that actually have been made well the big thing that people around here are focusing on uh the pirate fans and uh members of the media are focusing on are is the uh, non-salary cap or salary floor. And I get that. I wanted to see that. I think that's something that is, uh, until that until that is implemented, I don't know that baseball is ever going to be, uh, I don't want to use the word fair, but, you know. You can, uh, in a way, in terms of the yeah, system. It's still whatever way, whatever word you want to use. However, I... I I, I still don't want to use this as an as a crutch for Bob Nutting not spending, because if if there was a salary floor which everyone is pushing for, that means that he would have to spend and he would be able to spend. So why not just spend now? And that, that's you know it's like people are saying, okay, we don't have a salary cap now, so that that means Bob Nutting doesn't have to spend. No. He, if he has the means and he believes his team, uh, players in his team are worthy to spend on, he should be spending. He shouldn't be keeping the, uh, the, the franchise shouldn't be not spending because there's not a salary cap. If you have the money in your budget and you're able to do so, uh, you should do it to be competitive. I, I think that's an easy out for uh, teams like the Pirates, the Marlins, and you know, the right. Orioles or who, 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 whatever. So, you know, uh, I think that's kind of gets lost a little bit. But as far as the new rules, uh, love the DH. Um, I like the strategy of baseball. I get all that. But it's also about excitement, too. And yeah. It's also about I, I don't want to see the pitcher bat. I, I, I just don't. I just, right. For every Bartolo Colon home run once every 10 years, there's tons of strikeouts. Yeah, I, I just don't want to see it. 
Right. Uh, I, I'm kind of indifferent. I, I, don't, I don't have a real hard opinion yet on the playoffs. My initial okay. th- uh, take is I'm an old school guy and I, I, uh, I could be persuaded on this, but I think it kind of waters things down a little bit, having more teams in, maybe t- teams that don't deserve. On the flip sure, side sure. of that, as we see in the NFL, uh, it also makes games that maybe or series towards the end of the season that uh, would be meaningless, have some meaning. So I, uh, you know, if, if that's your argument and that's your take on it, I, I, I could buy into that. And the biggest thing that I think, and I'm not sure when this is going to be implemented or not, but um, I hate the shift. I just. Uh, that was a debate on, yeah, do you ban the shift? Right. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, when is that? I, I believe that's getting implemented in uh, 2023, something like that. Uh, if that's the case, I if, if that's what I read, um, I'm totally totally for that. Uh, I hate the shift, uh, everything, everything about it. Uh, I know, you know, all the smart people and all the, you know, look at research and all that crap, play, right. play defense where you're supposed to play defense. And okay. it's it just, I, I, I hate it. Uh, and the other the one I liked, one other thing is uh, the, uh, I thought this was a, maybe the dumbest thing Rob Manford ever implemented. That's saying a lot. That's saying a lot. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the seven inning double header right. and the extra innings starting at second base. That that's going to be gone. That that's like trying too hard to make changes. That that was uh, okay. Maybe one of the dumbest things I've ever seen uh, implemented into sports. Okay. Yeah. I, it sounds like Mike Bacocan mostly likes the changes. So that's, that's good news. You're, you're mostly on board, not hundred percent of the way. No one ever is going to be, but you're mostly on board. Yeah. yeah. So I do think some of the topics about a hard salary cap, like hockey implemented, I'm not saying it shouldn't be there. It certainly should be there. Even banning the shift. A lot of those, yeah, maybe they should be there, but they just weren't going to happen. I never believed there was going to be a hard salary cap that was going to be forced upon in these negotiations. In order for that to happen, in order for there to be a hard salary cap, and by the way, Mike, this is literally what happened in hockey. The Major League Baseball players would have to be willing to miss an entire year and really show the owners we will literally not play and not get paid and stay at home, and then that might push something to happen. Of course, finances were different. It was more forced upon in hockey because of franchises that couldn't even exist otherwise. However, that's really what it would take. And clearly, despite baseball players saying the owners are at fault, owners saying players are at fault, that obviously is something that they weren't willing to have happen, to sit out an entire year like that. So that that's that's part of it. I didn't think that was going to happen. But, yeah, in terms of fairness, too, I think the issue is, for me, you can have a small market – because I don't want to give an excuse to Nutting or whoever else either. You can have a small market team and have success. We've seen the Oakland A's have success. We've seen the Tampa Bay Rays have extreme success for sure. However, the issue is those small market teams, like the Pirates – they have no room for error. If you're the Yankees, Red Sox, 
Dodgers, et cetera, you can make mistakes. You can have a horrible offseason. You can sign players and have it not work out and then just fix it in a blink of an eye and then go ahead and win a championship. And the Red Sox literally did that. They were last place with Bobby Valentine, fired him, got rid of the whole roster, basically retooled, bought some players, and then won another championship. And they've been doing this. So have the Dodgers, other franchises as well. And just because the Yankees haven't won a ring in, in 10 plus years doesn't mean that they're not taking advantage of this money to build what they have now. So yeah, there are franchises that that do it wrong and spend wrong. We've seen that. The Orioles have done that before. But you have no room for error when you're a Pittsburgh Pirates. If you make a mistake, you're screwed for a decade, whereas the Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, et cetera, can fix it quickly. I don't have a problem with having the, the shift not banned, I guess. I could see the argument of banning the shift. I wouldn't flip out if it was banned, but I guess I was surprised by your take there just for the fact that if you like baseball strategy, that is part of baseball strategy. And I guess maybe I'm a little bit of a – a base baseball or sports historian in a way kind of that if you that's one of those rules that I feel like if you implement and ban the shift you're catastrophically changing enough that it'd be hard it's really impossible then to compare errors because certain players are having to deal with the shift being banned and other players are not that would catastrophically change things but who knows maybe that'll happen someday I actually do like how yeah we're, we're, we're taking the runner off second base we're making it more of an actual gamesmanship in extra innings you have, yeah, you have to get them there i know a lot of people like that and that was put in there for COVID. they didn't want games to take forever but mike i think you would agree with me at this if you can't get the runner on second base you don't deserve to win the game no. like right. part of winning the game is getting the runner there the and if base. you don't have home run hitters, right if you don't have home run hitters then you need to get them there and then you need right. to get them moved over and then you need to score and you need to have somebody hit a double or do whatever the We back. Okay. Yeah. I'm having, I'm having some connection issues despite baseball being back. The gods are not, are not pleasing me here, but I am back, but in the midst of my take there, so you need to be able to get the runner to second. Right. You need to be able to do the work to get the runner there. And then if you can get the runner there, go ahead and have a chance to win that game. That's great. If you can't get him there, then it, you don't deserve to win. The seven-inning doubleheader, I wasn't too upset with. I wouldn't want the games to be seven innings. I wouldn't want a regular game to be seven innings. I could maybe see the doubleheader, but that's fine that that's gone. The 162 is another thing that I know a lot of people want less games, and I could have maybe seen that this year. I think maybe this year I could have seen that. But every league is increasing games. Baseball, people want to decrease games. And I get that it's a long a long season. Not everyone loves baseball. But money doesn't isn't going to be more plentiful with less games. The, the, they, these owners want more games for more chances at money. Whether yeah, they're doing they're well or more not. games with more, they're going to get more games and more playoff teams. So I more playoff more. teams, right? And, and yeah. also that also changes the history of the game tons if you take games away. But I, I also think the playoff team thing that had to happen that is a good implementation. I, I okay. don't totally get what you're saying about watering it down. I thought the NFL, honestly, Mike, I didn't think the NFL needed to add more playoff games no. or playoff teams. They were fine. Fine. The league is fine. It's Teflon. It's bulletproof. It can do whatever. Did not need to add, but adding more does get more players in, increased player salary, more money for everyone. Same thing could happen to baseball. More teams could have a chance now, even without a hard salary cap because of that. So that's all good. I see why that had to be there, but it does water it down a little bit. I don't want to add more teams 12 to 14. That is, that is watering it down. I mean, 
when we were growing up and I'm younger than you, but even when we were growing up, when I was growing up, and then certainly when you were growing up, there were, at one point, there was not even, you immediately got into, you were in the championship series and then you're in the world series. There's only a handful of teams. And then you get into the mid nineties and you see a wild card and people freaked out. Oh my God, there's a wild card. Now you're getting almost, you know, 14 teams in there. It's a totally different scenario. Not that far after 25 years later. So I don't know. I, I get why that's there, but it does water it down a little bit. So I think overall, it didn't disrupt things catastrophically where it would have changed the game incredibly. It, it added some rules that were positive. Baseball is back. You have baseball again. And yeah, I'd like a cap to be more fair and not make it where if you're a small market team, you immediately have no room for error and one mistake screws you where a big market team can fix it. But that just wasn't going to happen. They'd have to be willing to miss a whole year and, and they're not. Now, Mike, baseball's back which means the pittsburgh pirates are back what needs do the pirates have what are their top needs what do they need to do now what needs to be the first order of business for ben charrington and company now that baseball is back and i'm sure they were working while this was all being figured out but what's the next step for the pirates what do you see this season being in terms of the outlook in terms of this rebuild and what do they need to do well i I think the Pirates are going to start to use that term rebuild. Uh, I think the Pirates are pretty close, uh, and I, I don't think they're going to start continue to turn this as a rebuild because I, I think we'll see what happens this year, but I think they would be very surprised. I don't know if they're going to say this, but uh, I think a lot of their top prospects, I don't know, a lot, uh, three to four of their top prospects, you know, by the, uh, by the end of the summer, I think they're going to be here in Pittsburgh. So I, I think uh, it'll, it'll be, uh, I'm actually enjoying this. Uh, I'm going to enjoy this season, I think, because we're going to see some fresh faces. I'm going to see with uh, O'Neill Cruz. Uh, we'll see how far Gonzalez gets. Right. Um, uh, I'm still interested. I know people are tired of him, but uh, I, I still haven't given up yet on Mitch Keller. I was going to say, okay, that was a topic all last year, right? I I think the two biggest things to watch, because this is going to be an interesting two-week period now because teams have kind of surprised as of us doing this show. Mm -hmm. uh, Free agency and trades opened up last night at 6 o'clock when they uh, formally agreed to the uh, deal. And as of now, I I was anticipating, I was staying up last night, getting ready to write on Pittsburgh baseball now for any – uh, signings or trades by any team, and there were none. And as of this morning, it, it kind of surprised me a little bit. But yeah, you would think things would almost today. secretly be in the works, and okay, we yeah, have to exactly, pull yeah. the trigger, whether it's legal or not. You know that happens, right? Yeah, just like you know, with the NFL next week, there's going to be right. tons of deals before it happens. But uh, you know, people are reporting this uh, training camp today, spring training today, right? So uh, there's going to have to be there's 200 and some free agents still out there, so there's going to be a ton of trades, uh, free agency. If I'm the pirates, uh, two things I'm looking for are what they do with, uh, Brian Reynolds. Do they extend him? Uh, he's up through 25. I know it's a topic. If I'm the pirates, I know this goes against what people around here think. I don't extend Brian Reynolds. Okay. Um, Even after trading Adam Frazier, because that kind of made it clear to a lot of people well, that Reynolds the was reason I say this is different. The reason ages, I say obviously. this is I want to I want him to show me again. Again. Uh, okay. Okay. He's he he did it one year. He did. Yep, I, that's true. I, I, I I'm not gonna all, all of a sudden 
make him the best player in the league. Type. Well, two out of three. I guess the COVID year yeah, was really, okay. really bad. Yeah, okay. First year. Yeah. The, yeah. The first year, Second COVID year, year really bad. And then last year. Right. Right. I just want to be sure it's not as though if, if he was up in 24, maybe. Okay. That is a difference. He's up. He, he's signed through 25. So we still have three more years of him. It's not as though, um, you know, it's, it, it's uh, impending. I wait and see what he does. Um, the interesting, uh, the other things you're going to watch are with the DH. Now the Pirates need to go out and sign a, they don't have a DH on. Yeah, you, you can't just have any any player right, right. fill that slot any longer, right? Yeah, so they're going to need there's a guy out there, the Danny on uh, Pittsburgh baseball now. Demilo put out there, uh, Mitch Moreland. I like him. He's a guy that's been a first baseman uh, in the American League, DH'd over there. He's a free agent, uh, lefty bat. I think would play well at PNC Park. Uh, I like that. I know the name Andrew McCutcheon's coming up a lot. Right. I was going to ask that. Yeah, and he's uh, already tweeted, where am I going to sign? And you hear the right, jokes. Right. And, and, and honestly, I do think the DH, ideally, and obviously the Pirates are not going to have their pick of the litter like a David Ortiz or something like that, but it should be a left-handed bat at PNC Park. They should try to find it to being a left-handed bat. And as far as Andrew McCutcheon goes, if he doesn't have any other options, and I get it for the Pirates' perspective, a veteran who's won it before can lead the way. He's still very good. He's a productive player, went healthy. But if I'm Andrew McCutcheon and I'm on my last chance to win, I'm still a good player when I'm healthy. You got to figure he has other better opportunities for more contending teams that are ready right mm -hmm. now. He's not going to be there three or four years from now when this whole rebuild is finished. If he comes back to Pittsburgh and he loves Pittsburgh, named his kid Steele, I get it. He's basically just coming back for, for a homecoming to kind of be a bridge to the future and pretty much saying, I know I'm not going to win anymore in my career because it's not going to be a four or five year long term deal. So I that's if I'm him and his agent, I would sit him down and say, I get it. Are you sure you want to do this? And fans don't want to hear that. But I don't know if it's a great move for Andrew McCutcheon, even though, yeah, I would do it if I'm the Pirates, I guess, if you get him on the right price. Yeah, I agree. Uh, agree. Uh, everything you said there. Um guess we'll find out what the market is. You just don't know how the DA having this DH right. now is going to change the um, value or perception of people. Someone like Nelson Cruz. Um, yeah. He's a guy that his value could go up now because he's strictly a DH. He can't Should. play there. Yeah. And now, you know, he can go American national league. He, he can, if you can hit, that's enough. Yeah. The market's open for him now. So, and we don't know what, uh, you know, Andrew McCutcheon still might think that he could play outfield. I think he probably man, does. I don't know if he's a DH, right? Right. It, but some people might say, hey, we'll give you more money just to be DH. I, I don't know what his yeah. numbers in baseball, how he does out there. You know, it's a different game now. And you but, know there's going to be teams that don't find a legit DH. Not everyone's going to have a DH All-Star. Right. There could be times where you sit Andrew McCutcheon down now with Universal DH and say, look, we know you want to play the field. We'll bring you in. We'll, you can try to play the field some. And if that doesn't work, you can be the DH then. Like you can – the DH position, I almost guarantee you, the Pirates are going to have more than one guy in the DH slot throughout the year at times. So you could still use it as, okay, a guy isn't fully healthy. Maybe he's struggling defensively. We'll put him in the DH spot where normally he would have to sit out a game if he wasn't fully healthy and get him in the lineup still. That could be another advantage. There's a lot, lot changes with this. It's not a, it's not a minor deal now. Another thing, another strategy I like to see the Pirates do, uh, I've done this, I, I've said this for years, and I think even more so this year because of the amount of 
free agents out there. I would, if I was the Pirates and Bob Nutty wants to show something, I would go out there and I would try to sign as many uh, mid-range to high free agents as okay. far as, and my, my thinking with that is trade them. You, you sign these guys to short-term deals and you, you pay them for half the year. And by the trading deadline, when some of your prospects should be coming up, you trade them, you have assets to trade at the trade deadline and you're taking back, right. uh, you kind of play the system a little bit and you, you're, you're taking back, you're letting Ben Sherrington, hoping these guys like go sign uh, a Richard Rodriguez. You sign a couple closer type guys that come August people or July, everyone wants closers. If these guys do well for you, you ship them off and you take back uh, uh, you know, prospects in return. Same thing with potential DHs or people like that. There's going to be a glut of free agents out there that don't have homes, veteran guys. I take them in, see if they work, and then uh, keep them here for half the year and then uh, ship them off. Yeah, and, and, and again, the strategy is going to be different now for National League teams. They probably expected this a little bit, so it's not like they're totally caught off guard, but this will change things. I think it had to happen eventually. The American League was never going to get rid of the H, so the Bay and the DH movement was never going to work. So now everything is more fair by having it be equal on both sides. And as far as the Pirates go, they're still certainly years away. You do have to see some type of, of step up in the right direction for Ben Sherrington and this team in this quote unquote rebuild. And at least he hasn't been kind of scared of what it is. Unlike say past regimes, the Brian Reynolds topic though, I'll kind of put a pin in that and we'll end the show, but that's something that's going to be discussed all season, whether he hits or doesn't hit. And you look at his numbers here, and this is even a concern that I, I see some in the chat here as I did go live this morning uh, with baseball being back. I'm in a celebratory mood, Brian Reynolds, 2019, Breakout year, great year. People, oh my God, who's this Brian Reynolds? Hit 314, 2020, hit 189. And I'm not exaggerating. That's how bad he was. That's a COVID year. Maybe you give him Mulligan. And then last year hit 302. To your point, there is a concern. That, that is hot and then ice cold. And you got you to see maybe who you have yeah. because you have more years of control. And he doesn't have much leverage right now, although he is clearly seeming like among the cornerstones to build on for the future with key Brian Hayes. And I think that's one point you didn't hit on there is a, and it was unreasonable last year going into last season. He was great for one month in September going into last year. People went on national shows and said, key Brian Hayes was one of the top 15 players in all of baseball. He could be an all-star, etc. That wasn't reasonable or fair off of one month of play. But last year, he was hurt all the way through pretty much. When he was in the lineup, he really wasn't near what he was said to be. That might have been unfair to throw on him. But now this is another year. And if those expectations are still going to be there, he clearly is your flag bearer to this era of Pirates baseball. Regardless of Brian Reynolds, he is an untouchable. There is some pressure on him to perform, at least at a level that can make people comfortable, even if he's not an all-star, that, okay, you can be there for 120 games of a season and stay healthy, not re-aggravate constantly, even if it's not his fault and play well winning the lineup. There is more pressure now on Key Brian Hayes than ever before after last year certainly didn't go his way. And same with Brian Reynolds to repeat what he just did and be able to show, hey, I'm worth the money. So you could argue, Mike, this 
2022 Pirates season in terms of the rebuild, these individual cornerstone players, certainly Mitch Keller as well, the pitching staff, if they actually find their guy in the staff, which some thought it was Keller two years ago for the rebuild, very important. This might be the most important year for Ben Sherrington in this club in this rebuild. So we will see what happens, but they now get to work. I, I think the most thing that I'm going to be keeping an eye on the most is um, uh, Hayes is obviously one. Reynolds is the other, but right. the guys that are. Yeah. You need more, right. The guys that are th- that close to being there. I, I think, I think it's going to be interesting to see what type of spring training uh, Cruz has because he's a yeah. guy that if he hits and they just not sure of a position for him. Maybe your DH is on the roster. Maybe yeah, exactly. Roster. That's, that's what I'm saying. If he yeah. shows that he can handle the bat like he did toward the end of the last season, trust me, a guy like that would excite Pirate fans. Yeah, you need that. They need yeah. that. The Pirates need that, right. Yeah, that a guy like that would – and they have other guys uh, at Triple A and Double A. Nick Gonzalez is a guy that's close. If he, if he has a big year, right. I wouldn't be surprised if he's here by the end of the year. They have some pitchers uh, that, that that they acquired in trade. So the Pirates are that close to being in. <laughs> the, the, the problem is, and we've seen this in the past, is yeah. they're they're right to the home stretch. Yeah. Now can these got can these prospects take that next step and actually do it? They look like they're good, but they need to they need to do it to get here to the big league. So we'll We'll find out, but uh, I'm, uh, despite people being down on baseball and stuff, I'm excited baseball's back and uh, uh, should be an interesting. If you look at it, Mike, they don't have a lot of moves to make. They, I think they have to try to replace Stallings, which I think a lot of people forgot about, uh, getting rid of Jacob Stallings to Florida. That was an movie. unsung player for yeah. them, right? That, that, that can hurt this season, even though you understand why it happened with his value being so high. At the I think the biggest, the, the three biggest things Sherrington's going to try to address here uh, soon is getting some sort of catcher, getting a DH, and getting some help in the bullpen. Yeah, And catcher's that, hard to replace. That, that, it's yeah, an underrated made, position that they had yeah. set up for two years, even though obviously it was meaningless because they didn't win. But he really did anchor that position, which yeah. also impacts the staff, which was the argument right. of not moving him because it not only is just going to – that's the one position. It's not like you need another outfielder, so you replace the outfield position and you're straight. That's going to impact the staff as well. So that that could implicate a lot. That could impact a lot for this team. That's absolutely something to bring up. They have some things to look at for sure, some moves to make. If they can make some moves, it'll be an interesting year for the Pittsburgh Pirates. But regardless, it is good that baseball is back, even if without this hard cap that some, if we didn't get that, we can't be back. we got to demand to sit out a year. That wouldn't have been good for anybody. And think of all the the concession stand workers and all those people, you, you gotta, you gotta come back at some point. So there's a positive that baseball is back. I don't know if baseball, unlike the NFL could handle missing a whole year. That would have lost some fans. It, it took you years to get it back after you lost the world series in 90, 94 and you needed Cal Ripken. You needed steroids. You needed a home run chase. None of that's guaranteed to happen again. So baseball could not have withstood sitting out a year, sitting out two years just for a hard cap for a few teams and yeah, more than a few teams, but baseball is back. That's a plus. It's an important year for the pirates. There is pressure there, maybe some reason for excitement and that needs to be there. But of course, caution optimistic, because I I certainly 
will say this is not going to be a winning season. You would not figure for the Pirates, but you got to look at it in, in, when, it, when it's all relative in terms of what you're trying to look at. But there's going to be room for some naysayers to say, yeah, they're losing again. And it all will be about the farm. The people that are optimistic, like you're saying, it's about the farm. It's about who can come up. It's stronger than ever before, some are saying. So the proof needs to be in the pudding. You got to show that. And if guys come up and whiff, then the people who are critics are going to say, well, the farm's not even strong. They're losing again, same old bucks. So if you don't want it to be same old bucks, the farm has to be the anchor to prove that wrong. That'll do it for this edition of the show. We're able to talk some baseball. I can't even remember the last time. Baseball yeah, give us a follow on Pittsburgh Baseball now. Yeah. Uh, Danny, Cody, myself, Alan, uh, we'll be uh, working all weekend. I'm sure it'll be an active weekend, and uh, we're excited to uh, – uh, I guess this is really year one of the site last year. We sort of started at the end of the year and for sure we're trying to figure out what we wanted to do, but uh, excited about this year and hopefully uh, we get some people checking us out. Yeah. At, at PGH baseball now on Twitter, Pittsburgh baseball now for the site It's a part of the now family of networks for sure. If you like all the other sites, you're going to have a lot of the same people and some new faces there at Pittsburgh baseball. Now, as you mentioned with Danny and even Cody a little bit, Doing a great, growing a great things to this point. I've had some shows already there. We're going to have this there, and there will be some post game shows as well here on Pittsburgh Sports Live and Pittsburgh Baseball Now throughout the season since games will now be played. So 